Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take him to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad Studios, the city's south side. This is Oilers Now. 
Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all your office technology needs. Coming up in the first half hour of the show, a review of uh, what turned out to be a poor weekend for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Uh, we'll have some uh, audio recaps and thoughts from Ken Hitchcock, Adam Larson, Leon Dreisaitl, Milan Lucic, Connor McDavid, all coming up in the first hour, hour of the show. John Shannon from NHL Hockey at Rogers, who was at the game last night in town. He'll be doing the game tomorrow night against Detroit. He will join us at 1235 and then you, from 105 until 2 o'clock, here's how you get hold of us. You can text us on our 63630 Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. And you can uh, call us on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Creek. Resort and Casino. Don't miss the big game in Hotlanta, February 3rd, with the River Crees Super Bowl watch party. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And, wow, talk about two great games yesterday in the AFC and the NFC Championship games. Unfortunately, not two great games for the Edmonton Oilers this weekend. And all it's done is turn up the heat even that much more. No other way to say it. Um, Team did not get it done and lots of reasons why and we're going to uh, get into that but we will start with what was an unacceptable performance according to Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock who spoke today we should mention the Oilers were going to have an 11:30 practice they sent out a memo at 9 30 today saying uh, team meeting availability after uh, I stayed for the Ken Hitchcock availability um and then drove back over here uh, into the uh, chorus building, city's uh, southeast side. Um, Oilers, I mean, they were down 6-1. And to be frank with you, I didn't feel bad for anybody that was uh, employed by the Oilers Entertainment Group. Any of the players, any of the coaches, anyone. I felt bad for the fans as they watched that game. I mean, that was tough, tough, tough business to watch and not acceptable. That on the heels of a disappointing 5-2 end result against Calgary. The Oilers right now a team that cannot chase games from behind. They're not built that way. They cannot do it. And why are they not built that way? Well, we are, we'll discuss that coming up. But let's get to an audio recap. Jack Michaels with the call. The Oilers against Carolina last night. Two teams looking to get back in the win column tonight at Rogers Place. And here come the Hurricanes. Rich shot score on the first shift of the game, 28 seconds in. And it's Nito Niederreiter, 1-0 Canes before a stunned Rogers Place faithful. Appeared to have a good chunk of the net and miss with a backhander, but then a drive by Slavin finds its way home. 2-0 Carolina. Rich shot score. Niederreiter second of the game, 3-0 Carolina. And Ken Edgecock is looking down the bench and that's going to be all for Cam Talbot. Rebound McDavid. A minute to go in the period. Manning shoots and scores from McDavid. And Edmonton has life with 50 seconds to go in the period. Sharp angle shot score. Kicked off the pads of Koskinen and Brock McGinn buries it to make it 4-1. Cassian threw a man into the Oiler bench. He's still there. 
Pesci in from the left-hand side. Finally climbing his way out as Jordan Martinook. Dish, one-timer score. Pumped upstairs on Miko Koskinen by Lucas Walmark. The Canes break out of their power play funk, and they're up 5-1. to one. Here's a centering pass, one-timer score. As the Canes bring it over the line, Martinook fed by Fogle and taps it behind a helpless Miko Koskinen. Break for the Oilers, two-on-one. Kara centers, one-timer score. Dreisaitl pounds at home, and the Oilers within 6-2. And a shot by Benning scores, and it's 6-3, just 14 seconds in, and maybe don't head for the parking lot just yet. Dreisaitl with a quick pass back to the point. What's the one thing Benning can do offensively? Gets pucks through to Lynette, and Cassian with a mid-slot deflection. Snurse fires into a crowd, deflected McDavid, backdoor, shoot, score! Edmonton's right back in this game. Dreisaitl's got two, and the power play goal cuts it to 6-4 with still 12.53 remaining. Care around the boards, net is empty, and the Canes are able to clear the puck. That'll melt some time, and shoveled ahead, and now we've got a tap-in. Wrist shot score. This one a disappointment. As the final horn goes with Carolina having skated off with a 7-4 verdict. Yeah, Oilers uh, didn't deserve it last night. Uh, flat out of the gate, completely outplayed. Uh, Carolina, I would I would argue last night when you watched the Hurricanes that all six of their defensemen were better than any of the Oilers' six defensemen in that game. And the Oilers obviously had a couple guys, uh, the multitude of challenges. I mean, opening shift of the game, Drysaddle turns the puck over in the offensive zone. Uh, Jacob Slavin uh, races up the ice, creates a three-on-two. The Oilers don't pick up the trailers. Boom. First shot on goal against Talbot. It's in the net. Blown uh, coverage uh, from McDavid on, I think, was it the third goal in tight? There's your two best players. And here's the problem with Edmonton is, as we all know, there's a lack of depth with the hockey team. So Connor and Leon would be the first guys to tell you that uh, they uh, – they were not good enough in either of the two games. I mean, against Calgary, uh, that tandem was kind of shut down a bit. And uh, they were outplayed by Calgary's top guns. And there were some frustrating things that occurred in the Calgary game. We know that. Flames have got some agitators. The Oilers have got some size, but not always size and leans on you. And Calgary right now has a, a better team, a completely healthy team. The one game they didn't have Giordano in the lineup against the Oilers. He was suspended. The Oilers found a way to win that game. one nothing. Uh, Edmonton misses Clefbaum, but there's teams in the league that have got six guys out. Arizona has six players out of their lineup, including their number one goaltender. They're a point behind the Oilers in the standings right now. So this has not been an acceptable stretch. Um, and it just lends itself to greater criticism. And this is, uh, we'll just we'll keep going down the path here. But let's get Ken Hitchcock's thoughts on the Hurricanes game last night. We held the fort for a little while, but we're, our five-on-five play isn't good enough. It's not close to the, ele- the elements that you need in your five-on-five game to be successful in the National Hockey League. And we're, we're not good enough. We give up too many quality chances. Too many pucks come back at us. And... When you're not good five-on-five, you can live for a little while on your power play or you can live for a little while on one or two people coming through for you, but we're not playing well five-on-five, and it hurts us a lot. We had some stretches, but our inconsistent level and especially our inability to defend five-on-five, and I mean with the puck defending too, is not good enough to consistently win games against good teams. 
Well, and Carolina's an average team. Calgary is a really good team. Uh, and they, you know what? Oilers got back from 3 nothing down to make it 3-2. But Calgary probably deserved to win the game 5-2. Mikko Koskinen, for my, my opinion, Mikko Koskinen made uh, two stops. And there, there should have been clears after those stops. And it's like two unbelievable stops. And Calgary banged home rebounds. So there's adventures in babysitting right now for a guy like Adam Larson. Like he's, he's had a tough stretch. This is a guy in his first two years at Edmonton. Went plus uh, 20 and plus 11. Now, some people think plus minus is a BS stat. I don't when the guy's getting the toughest matchups against opposition's best players. Larson is minus 13 right now. Now, a lot of that has been part and parcel with playing a a bit with Caleb Jones. And Caleb Jones has had some tough moments. And based upon Ken Hitchcock's comments today, I wonder whether or not he's going to come out of the lineup here. Um, But uh, Larson is the first guy to say he needs to play better says he's playing the worst hockey of his career. I'm playing so bad right now, I don't know what it is, but I, I need it to stop. I feel like I'm working hard, I feel like I'm, but I'm just, I'm too passive, not skating too, not skating. So that's not part of my game. I, I know I'm, how good I can be and I'm not even close right now. Hey, one of the things that's hurt Adam Larson is how the league has moved to more of a skill-based league, and the Oilers have built a team with some heaviness, but they lack the speed to get in on the forecheck, and uh, they don't have you know, the type of energy players that can stir up the proverbial crap. You would look at Calgary, and Kachuk's an absolute master of, in, of uh, gamesmanship. The, the sequence that involved... Connor McDavid on Saturday night against Calgary with Garnet Hathaway. I mean, first of all, McDavid's kind of went in there and started it, and Hathaway got away with finishing it. And after the game, or during the, right on the ice, the referees who are terrible uh, for both teams, not just for the, you know, missing calls against Oiler players, but missing calls against uh, Flames players, they admitted, hey, we blew the call here. But Edmonton doesn't have the type of players that seem to be able to take, like, and I am a spoiled kid of the 80s that watched the Oilers, okay? So, yes, they had Semenko. Yes, they had McClellan. They added McSorley. But they also had guys like Dave Hunter and Pat Hughes. And, um, you know, Kevin Lowe could be a real nasty, mean player on the ice. And it was awesome. Lee Fogland could straighten you out. And those guys took care of the secondary guys that, you know, worked over or even went near a Wayne Gretzky. Um Garnet Ace Bailey. Wayne Gretzky's told me the story when uh, Ace Bailey, uh, when Wayne came to Edmonton from Indianapolis in the WHA, he was getting hassled in a game, and I, I think uh, it was you know by one of the league enforcers. And Ace Bailey told Wayne, "I want you to get the puck, and I want you to skate by our bench because I'm going to be on the bench." And Wayne goes, "Why?" And he goes, "You'll see." And so Wayne grabs the puck, reverses back, skates by the Oilers bench. And the guy that was shadowing Gretzky suddenly went down because Ace Bailey had butt-ended him in the face from the bench. Now, I'm not saying that you could get anywhere near that sort of thing today, but you do have to lean once in a while on some of the opposition top players as well. The Oilers don't have that in their repertoire. They have, frankly, when it comes to their depth positions, limitations. And that's what's frustrating many of you, is how did we get in this position? Bottom line, two, uh, two losses. At the end of the day, they're ugly losses because every loss to Calgary is an ugly loss. And the Carolina game, unacceptable. And now we're back into the proverbial crap. That's kind of where we're at right now. 
Leon Dreisaitl had a three-point performance. In my mind, he and Connor McDavid would be the first guys to admit they need to be better. Dreisaitl had this to say on taking two steps forward, one step back. It's just frustrating. We, we take two steps ahead and then we take two steps back. One ahead, one back. It's like we go up and then we go down. So it's, uh, yeah, it's frustrating, but we got to figure it out. All right. Uh, Milan Lucic added some additional thoughts on the lack of work ethic right now with the team. You know, there was, uh, you know, a work ethic that we relied on that was, you know, winning hockey games. And, you know, uh, when you score four goals, it's, it's usually enough to to win a hockey game and and but you're not going to win when you're giving up as as many as we have been uh you know 12 in the last two games so when we relied on our checking and and our defensive play it was giving us uh success and and the result that we wanted and uh, we let that part of our game slip so we gotta find that again connor mcdavid today uh spoke and added uh, some comments just I mean the orders are 23 23 and 3 through 49 games McDavid's played 48 he's averaging a point and a half he's got 72 points in 48 games if you had told me back on October 1st that Connor McDavid would be sitting at 72 points through his first 48 games this season I would not have thought the orders would be 23 23 and 3 here's McDavid on the sky not falling in what has this been like for you? You're still a relatively young captain in the National Hockey League. How are you coping with this period? These are acting like uh, the world's falling, with the sky's falling or something, but uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, too? I mean, Larson was really down on his, on his play last night. Yeah. Guys aren't happy with how they've been playing, obviously. Um, you know, and it, uh, it takes a real, uh, a real man to, to step up and 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 you know say what what he said last night and and you know we have a lot of respect for that you know he felt he wasn't good enough you know we ask a lot of Lars and and he gives us a lot every night and and he battles like like no one I've ever seen um you know so when he's saying that about himself you, you know he's feeling it and and this is where our team has his back and and, and we got his back and we know it'll be great tomorrow all right, that is uh, Connor McDavid from earlier today. Again, we'll play some Ken Hitchcock comments from t- uh, coming up in hour number two. We'll just sort of try to work that way into um, some of our interactive segments to today's show. So, uh, now the news of the day this morning also came on the waiver front. The Edmonton Oilers have placed Ty Ratty and Ryan Spooner on waivers. The Oilers traded Ryan Strom to the New York Rangers for Ryan Spooner the day before they went down to Calgary to play the Flames back in November. The Oilers ran out of forwards in that game against Calgary, ran out of centers. They might have been able to win that game. They are up 2-0. Uh, David Riddick made some great saves, and then the Flames took over the game, and the, the, which they've done all year. So they've been a great third-period team, best third-period team in the NHL. Brendan, I know that you shot out some, uh, some numbers regarding uh, Ryan Spooner and Ryan Strom. So why don't you, uh, you got a, you can fast-track some updated numbers as the orders have placed Spooner on waivers. Now the orders are on the hook for $3.1 million of his $4 million for one more year. Shoot. Yeah, so he, in 24 games since being acquired by Edmonton, Spooner had two goals, one assist, and was minus six. Ryan Strom for the Rangers, six goals, five assists, plus 11. 
So you see the contrast there. And He's not plus that. 11 plus, with the Rangers. Plus 11 with the Rangers, yeah. Uh, I know the other night uh, the Rangers had an incident with Boston. Somebody stuck their knee out on one of the boss or one of the Ranger players and Spooner or uh, Stroman over to, to challenge him, and Adam McQuaid pushed him out of the way and went and beat the crap out of the guy on the Rangers or on the on the Bruins. So, um, well, you know, it's it's you can't at this stage of the game. This trade has obviously not worked out the way Peter Shirelli envisioned that it would work out if the Oilers have placed him on waivers. That's an absolute given. And that does not add to building currency in the marketplace. It's that simple, especially given the fact that uh, Shirelli had prior history with Ryan Spooner as a player. Uh, There are some players that are better suited to play in the Eastern Conference than the West, but that's no excuse. You're putting a guy on waivers, and the last five games... Ryan Strom has played 17 minutes a game on average. Ryan Spooner has been scratched seven times in Edmonton. It's a difficult trade to digest and one that drives Oilers fans nuts because I'm already seeing it on our Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford out of Fort Saskatchewan. And I certainly see it on Twitter too. In Texas at 6.30, 6.30. When we come back NHL today, it's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. Today is MLK Day in the United States, so that's quite an appropriate uh, comeback too. And welcome back, everybody. It's 12.27 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. We are going to go to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Paul. We're going to start by issuing a correction. So he's not plus 11. He's actually minus 3. But uh, Ryan Strom? Strom is in, in yeah. with the Rangers. Okay. But, sure. uh, yeah, nevertheless. but he's still playing 17 minutes a game well, for exactly. the last five games. And the Oilers are looking for a third-line center. So we can't, like, look, it's almost, there's, hey, the situation is what it is. The orders put the guy in waivers. So, not, you know what? Interesting fellow. Um, I'll say that about Spooner. Interesting fellow. Uh, Ryan Strom obviously had the personal relationship with the McDavid family through the connection between Dylan and Connor. All right, we'll go around the league, Bob. Just four games tonight. So all Canadian teams have the night off. The Predators are in Colorado, Los Angeles, hosting the Blues. Vegas entertains Minnesota, and Florida welcomes in San Jose. Carolina Hurricanes have signed uh, Tuvo Teravainen to a five-year contract extension worth $27 million. It's about a $5.4 million cap hit each, each year, rather. Uh, the Sharks are holding out to D-man Eric Carlson until after the All-Star break, and that means he'll miss the next two games. That's with a lower body injury. Least four Andreas Janssen will miss the team's next game on Wednesday with a concussion. Trevor Moore has been called up in his place. Jake Gardner, a game-time decision. Sends forward Colin White says he should be able to return from a shoulder injury following the All-Star break. He has been out since January 10th. Columbus Blue Jackets today hired Marty St. Louis as a special teams consultant as well. Uh, NHL Central Scouting Report was released today, their mid-season report. No surprise, Jack Hughes topped the list, followed by Finland's Capo Kako. Uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders goaltender, though, Bob. Carter Guylander, Spruce Grove Saints goaltender, Matt Davis, both listed. Bakersfield Condors won uh, both their games this weekend, beating Stockton 5-4 in overtime on Friday, and uh, San Jose Barracuda 6-2 on the road on Saturday. A rematch with the Barracuda tonight in San Jose as well. Oil Kings edge the Calgary Hitmen 3-2 at Rogers Place on Saturday afternoon. They stay home to uh, host Moose Jaw on Friday, Prince George on Sunday, and they're leading the Central Division by one point over Red Deer. And you can make it seven wins in a row for the U of A Golden Bears. They swept a home-and-home series with Mount Royal on the weekend, winning both games 5-0. They are on the road in Regina taking on the Cougars this upcoming weekend.
Uh, Alberta Golden Bears are 14-0-1 in their last 15 games. I went to the game Friday night. I met some really knowledgeable uh, younger guys, too, that were in their 20s. They certainly knew hockey, uh, but... Uh, Alberta destroyed them. Wasn't even close. Uh, let's get off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with John Shannon. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.